Good evening, beercasters, and welcome to episode three of the beercast. Um, and today, I'm talking education. So, if you've got a, a, an interest in education in any way, shape, or form, obviously that's one of the themes that we talk about here on Beer Veterans Beercast. So, um, yeah, enjoy it. Uh, it's another solo outing for myself. Um, I've actually had quite a large response from people who decided to uh, who want to be involved and, and come and have a chat to me and we've got some brilliant people lined up to come and have a chat so we're looking forward to that however today is one of those days where it's obviously a Friday and every other Friday I make the pilgrimage from Western Superman to South Wales invariably anyone who anyone knows that traffic is atrocious and it's a it's a it's a bit of a, a drag it's about an hour or so long on a good day so i tend to sit here with my thoughts and i'm not one who can just sit with the radio on while i'm going for a big journey so here's the reason actually i thought i might do this get some episode content out there and uh, hopefully people will enjoy what we have to say so let's have a think talking education today and the biggest thing at the moment that we've had in education has been the recent lockdown now in the same way that world wars <laughs> and I use this use this quite uh, loosely in the same way that the world wars bear with me have exponentially sped up the um, the advancement of technology so has this lockdown sped up the need accessibility and development of technology certainly within its implementation in education there's a, there's quite a, for those in the know, there's a thing called BET, which is um, all about ed tech, educational technology and, and systems and practices and all that. It's quite a big show. Um, for teachers who like technology, it's up there with the Southampton Boat Show or, uh, you know, those big, huge conferences. So, and it's an ed, it's ed technology, education technology. And there was a really good, uh, there was a sentence that they put in one of their emails about it. And it said, ed, education technology, and I, and I appreciate they're gonna be singing their own song sheet. But it says, education technology is no longer in the realm of luxury and nice to haves but must-haves in order to facilitate onward learning. And I thought that's quite interesting because when I went to the last bet show, which was in January of this year, no one would have predicted that this time that the systems that they had on on display and were you know and that they were you were able to interact with and get to know and that you know the technology that was coming out would 
be so hastily implemented within our within this year all manner of things from the conference call-in to the, um, the online development of resources it's been there it's been in and around there for ages for, for years almost in some cases and yet because of all of this because of the lockdown and you know the rush to get to minimize the 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 dip yeah the hole that education sunk into it became a, a commodity that it was almost like a gold rush for who can get them and find the best resources and utilize them into their thing hello mr motorbike <laughs> It was almost like a gold rush to get this technology out there and to get the resources available and things like that. Um, but we're now at an interesting point. The main, the main lockdown is all but over. And we're going to have the effects of that for quite some time. The threat hasn't gone away. Education is still at the forefront of gatherings, you know, and it's important. But I think that, um, I personally believe, and, and please correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I personally believe it would be a foolish, foolish situation to have people or a, a nationwide lockdown again in terms of the education, massively detrimental. We've seen the, the results of all of the, the, the interruptions that it gave last time. And so, you know, when it comes to education, we're gonna have to make sure that we can't, well, it's quite simple really. We can't switch that tap of education off because it takes an absolute fortune and the amount of problems we have trying to get that going again uh, outweigh the benefits of turning it off for a bit. Now, during the lockdown, some educational establishments were known to have just down tools, as we call it, and just switch off. Well, don't they make it do? Now, some in some cases that was due to necessity because they didn't have the infrastructure or the accessibility of technology in order to facilitate onward learning. Whilst there were other educational establishments that did have an infrastructure, that had made an investment into education technology, which allowed for a continuance of learning in some capacity. I would consider anyone who suggests that learning would have been perfectly fine and could carry on as normal remotely a fool. I'm absolutely considered a fool. And no one is suggesting that in any way, shape or form, the advancement of technology, however good it gets, will be able to replace that schooling, educational establishment environment when it comes to learning. And let's be honest, even the ones who say, even the learners that say, 
Oh, I learn better. I just can't stand being in a classroom. Well, I beg to differ. You probably don't like the old Victorian-style classrooms, which, incidentally, we've had to go back to, in some cases, because of COVID restrictions. But I guarantee there would be a classroom. Surely, wherever learning takes place, that in a... In a <laughs> in a purist for teachers in, in a purist teacher sort of head if I have my pure teacher head on surely any space where the uh, where learning is taking place could be construed as a classroom so It really is that face-to-face. -face. It's always down to the subject person who is facilitating that learning. The teacher out the front or on the side or behind or in the middle, wherever you they may be, to facilitate that training. And what technology should do is aid in the facilitation of that. technology does it makes it easier to deliver content to deliver learning methods in a plethora of ways as opposed to this is the way I've got it and this is the only way I can deliver it so I need to do it this way it allows you to very quickly transform your resources into a different style a different delivery method it allows you to make your resources naturally inherently accessible for your learners so if it's got these benefits and don't get me wrong there was a massive shortage in in skills necessary to create the resources to begin with which has had which us as educators and facilitators have had to work damn hard to catch up and to self-teach in some cases the skills required to create online resources and content to maintain the engagement of learners there's been a huge a, a, uh, mammoth effort across the board to ensure that as minimum disruption as possible has been take, has taken place I, I reckon and, and this is purely speculation but I'm guessing off the people I know and, and myself obviously that I would probably equate the amount of learning and development self-development that people have done the amount of CPD that would have been taken place in order to upskill everyone in remote technologies and learning technologies and, and the like in the past year would probably equate to what teachers have had in the last two or three years in just these past couple of months the amount of CPD skilling and things and skills that people have learned and developed would have been phenomenal efforts put in by people those who were already tech savvy and those who were absolutely ad adverse to the to the thought of edtech 
in some way, shape or form would have had to have adapt, learn, develop, devise, create their understanding and the, and the resources that they had available. A Herculean effort. So why on earth, when we get to this point now, where we've got the learners coming back in, would we throw all of that effort, new knowledge, new skills, new understanding, new development ways, back out the window to go back to the normal? Here's my thought. And it's not worth anything. But it's my thought, and this is my bear cast, and I'm gonna share it with you. Cause I'm nice like that. I believe in sharing. Sharing's caring. My thought. Before lockdown, there was in the air of education a thought that we want to get to a blended learning. Blended learning allowed the learner to drive their own learning in their own time as well as the development of their understanding, that deeper knowledge understanding in the classroom. The inspiration of wanting to self-drive their own educational development. The the process of facilitating the learning was in the classroom and then in the blended world where information is out there. And bringing those two together, you'd have the, the classroom knowledge of which there are so many wonderful educators and teachers out there. And then allowing them to do stuff at home and in works or either flip classrooms, all those wonderful, all the different methods. We don't need to go into them all, but all the different methods that they, they, they were out there. And this blended learning was a big, but was a buzzword of the golden shrine at some points was often, well, we need to be more blended and get there. Well, we've gone from one end of the classroom spectrum all the way to the other end of the classroom spectrum. Everyone who's been involved in education of this period, and I mean everyone who's been involved in it, would have grown, developed, or, or um, created, devised, uh, and have a deeper understanding of the of the digital side of things. The the you know the oh what's the word they they would be a huge wealth of knowledge and skill now at the other end of that spectrum so why would we give all that up to go back to the other end of the spectrum because we were comfortable there well because that was because that's what we knew and what it was beforehand. Well, my thought is, you've put all the effort to get that, to have that knowledge, and some people have had the time to do that. Some people have had plenty of time to get on and do that. 
So you've done all that effort, you've put the hard work in, you've now got a deeper, better understanding of how that can facilitate and help, not take over your job. We're not talking creating online content that you create once and off you go, and I'll come on to that in a minute. We're not talking that. We're talking utilizing the skills, knowledge, and the processes that we've learned had to work hard to develop and bringing them somewhere back so that we can now mix the two together aka blend both the classroom work and the online self-directed remote learning as well there as well that, that would happen what's more on top of that our learners a lot of them provided they've obviously had the opportunities and accessibilities will have had that opportunity as well and to top that off people say oh well they haven't got devices and what have you well they've got phones i know people who won't eat but have the the, the don't eat and they, they come in in the worst clothes ever but they still have the latest phone they still have a smartphone and that isn't for everyone and I'm obviously not talking about the, the individual cases where they don't have the technology or the resources to evolve. I'm talking in general. It, it, it scares me that there, are, that there are directors of education out there who will try and force their establishment to go back to the normal as soon as possible to regain some sort of semblance of normality as before and that couldn't be more destructive to the efforts and the direction that we have managed to achieve and strive to achieve as we go forward surely we have been forced into developing the skills for both ends of that spectrum and now we need to find a balance in the middle. I mean, that's just my thought. And I, for one, am looking forward to the challenge of finding that balance, what works for me. And it will be working for different people. Some people are far more comfortable in a classroom and enjoy ex exploring the deeper and I'm flicking my fingers here in the inverted comma type of thing some people enjoy the, the challenge of that dry subject matter and are happy to give other tasks away and some people would rather have that dry subject matter given in a remote context so that the knowledge has gone in some people believe that actually just the straight up fact knowledge would be better suited to remote online delivery and that the creative side, the explorative side of the subject matters can be done in the classrooms for that deeper learning understanding. And, and you know, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with that train of thought. But it is very much a variable. A blended approach will change and differ depending on the um, will will change and depend on the 
the, the variable that is the subject matter or the person delivering the course and of course your learners as well but we now have the skills and development and everything else that I've been rambling on about to do it but there is a genuine fear as well and that is there are many many online learning platforms and that's great there are tons of online learning platforms and that's great because there are people out there that want it and enjoy it learn direct is, is one i can think of there used to be one called the lynda.com uh, there was another one um adobe have got a learning management system uh there's tons of them out there tons of them and they've all got online content. I mean, Open University is it couldn't have, it was a it was a prime example of remote 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 self-directed learning. And it's what what can I say? It, there will be people who maybe manage education, and you know this is my skeptic head in me. There will be people who manage education who will think well if we get the, our teachers now to create content, online content, we can almost deliver it remotely. And then you start getting the worry, your hair's getting up on a thing, everyone needs to save money at the moment. So from a, a skeptical point of view you're thinking well if I create all this online content that it can all be delivered remotely then why on earth would you keep me in a job after it's all up and running and it's a genuine concern it was a concern before we went to remote before we had to go to lockdown on full remote learning at one point because I remember putting some stuff together I thought to myself actually I can create these lessons and it was all based around legislation and things like that which is one of the types of subject matter that I cover so I just wanted them to know and understand and have a look at and so obviously I was putting together powerpoints and and various bits that could be delivered online that they could work through with formative assessment at the end of it that could be captured to show that developed land understanding so that they had read and understood it and then obviously they would come into the classroom and we would do that deeper understanding and, and rip it apart so to speak and just really sort of look at what the reading between the lines of legislation so to speak but when someone first saw it they turned around and were like careful you, you'll do yourself out of a job and obviously post lockdown it's even more so now well if I'm creating all this content why on earth would they need to keep me in order to deliver it if it can all be delivered online I don't want to make it too good that's the that's genuine comments that I've heard well I can't make it too good why not why can't you make it the best it can be and I'll tell you why it's because people are worried that their job might not be seen as as important as just that deliverable online quality content or that remote learning items as part of the course 
should have a supporting element towards the classroom. Well, I've yet to look at a single syllabus where there isn't crossover of unit content, where there isn't, you, you might be talking about one thing, but if you're not referring back to those units, if you're not making the whole course and curriculum into transferable, so you're not referring back to those units, then those units are just standalone. And if they just stand alone, are they, do they really help develop that whole understanding of the whole curriculum? Oh, ambulance car going past. So it's an it's a I don't know it's a, it's a worry for people, and I think that I, I personally I I like to give hundred percent to everyone. Well, it's 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 things that I've heard, and I've heard across the UK from people from across the UK, and I'll tell you the reason why. I am a Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert, uh, MIE, and what I mean is that we look for it, the people who are there. I think there's a thousand of us across the UK from all walks of different educational environments, and one of the things that we do in our own time and uh, through our own sort of. Uh, knowledge and I don't know the word keenness excitement towards uh, education technology we feel a value in it we can see the value in it and how it can support that's not saying I want all my lessons to go online and remote that don't work I would be terrible and I as a as an educator would tell you now straight that is a terrible idea but there are better ways that we can use technology to support our delivery but I digress. Obviously, moving forward, you've got to think of the fact that the that the people need to develop resources that are going to support that learning. I don't know. It's my thought, anyway. And we need to make sure that we're. That we're, that we're heading in the same direction and that has, so I kind of I think I've kind of uh, uh, that's it there I think I think well you get the gist anyway that's that's education in a nutshell so yeah hmm as I was saying you know people across the UK and we've we've had a couple of meetings recently online remotely uncannily enough and and those people have said across the country that some of their some of their head teachers in that in that group have asked to get back to normal so they can leave the technology now out of the classroom and I worry that couldn't be further from what is necessary there is the flip side, and that is that, you know, I, I say flip side, that, that's probably the wrong way of saying it. But there is the other point, and that is of the students and learners themselves. They are going to grow up in a heavily technological dom dominant society, work of life, all those other bits and pieces. 
I mean, just look. Look at the lockdown. It couldn't have highlighted more that the, the companies and businesses that did a lot of work online or were able to digitize their, their product did it way better than those that required constant human interaction. Way better. Even the media industry, which has taken a massive hit through its lack of being able to do productions and concerts and things like that. The call for their online content, their digital music, their, their constant creative process still increased throughout that period. So why on earth would we turn around to our students and you're gonna learn, but you're gonna learn old school way with, by writing it down on pen and paper. There is a place for that, but not at the removal of the digital. Because the world is only gonna get more digital. I also agree that we need to never lose touch of the physical, the tangible. But we would be massively doing our learners a disservice if we don't get them engaged with and used to the, the digital world around them and indeed the digital situation. Learners have the entire world's knowledge in the palm of their hands in most cases. The entire world. They have access to the entire knowledge of the human world in history. And yet, all they know is to read the top three or four lines from Google. Top three or four bits from Google, and they believe that's the right answer. There are people that don't understand why Wikipedia isn't a generally accepted answer or reference point. And that's our failing for not, not giving them the tools to understand that. But there we go. That's that's education for you. And that's where we are. That is where we are at the moment. But it will get better. And we will grow and we will we will find new ways. And there will be new developments. New technologies. Cheaper technologies. Technologies that make it more accessible. And to be honest with you, I'm excited about VR and AR when that comes into it. I am. I think there's a whole host of things that we can explore with those. And... I can't wait to sink my teeth into that stuff. In fact, I, I'm not afraid to tell you, I already have started sinking my teeth in that because the possibilities are literally endless with that. We, can, we will actually be able to immerse learners into scenarios and situations and environments. We know the, the gold standard of learning is actually getting out there and doing. But as a, as a uniform public services lecturer, 
I will never be able to get my learners out in a tank bouncing around a battlefield. I will never be able to put my learners in the back of a police car or in the passenger seat of a police car as they're going into a incident or indeed a fire engine or on a naval ship. But with VR and AR, I will be able to simulate those types of things. And as the technology grows and develops, that they can become more realistic and more adaptable, but controlled. I'll be able to control those environments, control those scenarios. And, you know, that's, if anyone tells me that technology is not useful, again, I think you're having a laugh. Because they would be incredibly useful. In the right setting, used in the correct manner, which is to support that deeper learning. Even technology like that would only be there to support, and it only supports good education. If you as an educator are good, then technology will support you good because you'll understand how to use it and how best to implement it. It only accentuates what's already there. And if you've got nothing to accentuate, then that technology is not going to help you. Amplifies the quality. That's what technology can do. But it amplifies teaching at all levels. There's one for you. There's a, there's a bear cast first. I've just had a thought. Technology amplifies your teaching. If you're a bad teacher, it will amplify just how bad you are. If you're a good teacher, it will amplify how good you are. No one can hide behind technology because technology will just take over. There we go. There we go. There's a bear cast first. So yeah, that is my thoughts on education at the moment. You're welcome, EdTech. Whee! What I might do is see if I can't get some of my educator friends to get online and get involved in a podcast. I might even see if I can get some of my MIEE friends to, to join me. If you've got any thoughts about you know ed technology or you've got some experience with ed technology, uh, both the, the, the highs and lows of it, its limitations and its drawbacks, as well as its huge benefits. Yeah, I mean, you might have found huge limitations with it. I did when I first started using it. I had to try and get people use using the technology. You know, if I set up documents and they they didn't quite work, I had to work on the formatting of them. I had to work on being able for them to be able to be used by someone answering the worksheets or what have you on a mobile phone but that work's been done i know how to get them working now i know how best to format those things and this knowledge needs to be shared to everyone who needs to know so guys thank you for listening thank you for joining me while i've been stuck in traffic um, you've obviously heard the sirens going down, which means unfortunately someone's been caught up in something not so nice. So I wish them the best, but you guys as well. Stay safe. Thank you so much for listening to me. And uh, I wish you a pleasant weekend. Take it easy, everybody. Look forward to the next beer cast.